0: Welcome to the Go Lead Everything podcast. Do you aspire to become the best leader you can be? Then come along with me and GLE. Faith, love, integrity, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson. And I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life and arm you with the tools and mindset to lead effectively in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of GLE. I got some bad news today we are implementing fees to listen to these episodes going forward. It's a sad, it's a sad thing, but uh, the good thing is the fees are not paid in dollars. The fees are paid in obligatory shares. And what I mean by that is if you get value from something in this episode, then you're obligated to share it out and help other people get value too. And again, Uh, if you don't, there's no obligation. So, you know, free of charge, the only the only payment we ask is that if you do get value, share it out so others can give value as well and become the best version of themselves and the best leader they can be. Today, I am pumped to have on the show an individual that I literally just met this week and somebody that impressed me so much in our initial conversation. Uh, we were actually talking about business and his customer service just in our initial phone call impressed me. And I had to ask a little right. more about what he's got going on and had to get him on the show. Joshua Crampton.
1: Hey guys. Nice. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. I loved, I loved our first chat. It was, it was kind of funny. Uh, when we first spoke, I could hear something in your voice and I was like, who is this guy? Um, (laughs) and, and, um, I'm super glad to be on, man. It's an honor. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome. So I'm just getting to know you a little bit. We've talked a little bit before the show, but share for our audience, kind of your background you're an entrepreneur you got a couple businesses you know mm. Start, tell the story man how how where'd you come yeah, from you grow up uh, and how'd you my, get my very
1: absolutely my very first business was actually started probably when i was like 12 years old and selling candy at, at school but legitimately my very first business was um, majestic lighting design i was 19 years old and i was living out in spring texas and um I started that business uh, while I was going to college and um, I was actually raised by two families and one of the families that was raised by um, my genuine family that I was born into that side of my family was extremely poor and um, it, we were in lack all the time. And then um, the second family that I was raised with when I was like 13 or 14 was my grandparents. I was adopted by them and they were upper middle class. And um, on top of all of that, um, we had another part of my family that was very wealthy. And I started seeing at a young age that there were choices that were made by my parents and the parents of the, you know, um, like my cousin on the other side, where they were very wealthy. And I couldn't understand how we'd leave our trailer house in Nacogdoches, Texas, uh, which had holes in the floor. And then we'd drive to Houston to go see the wealthy side of my family and they have brick houses and BMWs and 15 Christmas trees and a vacation property, in New Mexico, and they're happy and everything's great and they're fine. And I never, like, I started diving into like, what the heck is this? Like, and so from a very, very young age, I had made a decision to do everything I could to create wealth. And um, that began my journey and my interest and my drive and learning how the world worked and how relationships worked and how what money was um, and the energy of it and how to provide value. And so um, I worked for a lighting company um, right out of high school and then ended, I learned the industry and I ended up launching um, Majestic Lighting Design. Um, and, um, from there, um, I began trying to expand that business and grow it and learn what entrepreneurship was. And that business, um, you know, I've had it for 14, 13, 14 years now. And we operate out of, out of six cities, trying to open up our seventh city out in Miami and Fort Lauderdale right now. Um, but that business, I actually literally took into bankruptcy at first, like we started and and I didn't know how to manage money and I knew how to go get work, but, and I knew how to sell, but how to manage money was the thing that I was missing. And I, I soon learned that there's three stages to, to money. One is you have to learn how to make it, which is kind of the easy part. Two is you learn have to learn how to save it. That's hard. Three, you have to learn how to multiply it. That's, process, step one, step two, step three, is what took me so long to learn because I wasn't taught it by my family. The wealthy side of my family knew it. The poor side didn't. And therein lies the secret that I had been looking for for so long was the management of money and the expectation of learning how to create it and searching for ways through my own passions and desires uh, to provide value to the world and exchange that for income but there were times in that early stage of that lighting company where i was driving around and drop top bmws living in a high rise in the and the um, gallery of houston and having 10 dollars dollars an extra a month but then broke yeah like and and um miserable because yeah the as the stages of going from like figuring out what is truly valuable to me, figuring out what my purpose was. At that time, I had no purpose. My purpose was simply to get rich. That was it. I thought rich was the, the answer to everything. And And then when I got some type of form of financial abundance, I didn't know how to save it or multiply it. Mm-hmm. And I had no purpose. So I was dating multiple women. I was miserable. I was drinking and having tons of money. And I was like, well, I thought I solved the problem. I thought yeah. I solved the problem right I didn't <laughs> you know for solved. so I had to learn how to find a purpose that was bigger than me yeah so that the money I made I had a reason to save it and something to put it into that's awesome man so I
0: gotta go back and ask because I'm Good. super curious
1: how old were you when you were adopted and and how was that um, I was I was adopted by my grandparents because I couldn't stay where I was at with my real family I sure. was uh, 14 I was 14 years old Wow. That's crazy, yeah. man.
0: My wife and I have considered adopting. We've given that, we've given that some thought. Special people are, are yeah. uh, people that adopt and, and I got some friends that have recently adopted. It's really,
1: really an amazing thing. So yeah, it's amazing. I was, amazing. Yeah, you're, I, you're- was I, I was in the ER because there was an altercation in my family and I went to the ER to get plastic surgery right oh, no here kidding. over my eye and my grandparents showed up to the hospital and said, asked me if I wanted to come live with them And I was like, hell yes. And they were like, the the thing is, Josh, if you leave, you're never coming back. Yeah. And I was a bigger hell yes and packed my bags, (laughs) left my dog behind, and never went back. You
0: know, we're such a product of our environment. And Mm. for the longest time, I think I I was just an accidental associator. I Mm. would just go through life hanging out Mm. with whoever I ended up running into and I didn't seek people out. I didn't, I didn't look for people who, who had my best interest. It was just, you know, what, whatever came to me and I was fortunate to have great people in my life, great family, great friends. And, um, but I realized how much of a product of your environment you are. So how much did just that one decision to go live with your grandparents change your trajectory in life?
1: So it changed everything. And I do believe in divine guidance and I do believe, um, um, and being divinely guided uh, and situations that um, happen to us for a specific purpose. And that's where you, if when you start looking at things that way you move from a victim to a victor is when you look at how something can benefit you, what is the, the biggest question is what's the gift in this thing? Right. You know, Anything in your life, what's the gift in this thing? And a broken a relationship that ends, you lose a job, Well, the gift then it is now you get to go start your own company. You don't have to work for anybody anymore. Um, So how that altered my life was that I got an opportunity to um, see what else is out there. Um, My grandmother told me that if I would have stayed, I probably would have died. And, you know, when I was with my grandfather, he was like my father figure. So I got to experience what that was. And everything that happened to us in, in, in life is actually clarity and contrast. And that clarity and contrast tells us what we like and what we don't like. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I wanted to be a father figure in my life. Um, and I got an opportunity to know what that was. Mm-hmm. And my grandparents, they were nothing but, but school teachers. They weren't paid more than 40, 50,000 a year, their whole lives, but they retired with almost a million dollars, almost a million dollars that they retired with. And when they passed away, therefore their three children split that up and they went on vacations. They traveled, they had summers off and um, they, that's because they knew something about how to save and multiply money. Now, what happened to me in that experience was I began to have clarity and contrast more so and more so and more so about what I wanted and who I wanted to be and what I wanted to give back. Um, My grandfather was a really rough man, but I remember um, when I was a little bit older, when I was, 18 19 years old and i started really truly appreciating what they had done for me i went back to see my grandfather and i was sitting at their dining room table and i was it was like really emotional to me because i found this all the full picture mm-hmm. they were 75 years old taking in a 13 14 year old kid they're like well we've already raised three now we're gonna do it again right you know, and the the football games, the weight room, dealing with art because I was a terrible student, got kicked um, out of school. Like, like most entrepreneurs yeah, are, are, Joshua.
0: Most yeah. entrepreneurs are like, terrible in
1: school. Yeah, and um, it's not made they, for entrepreneurs. <laughs> no, for they elected to do this this parenting thing over again, right? Yeah. And um, I went to go see my grandfather, and I said, "Grandpa, how do I thank you for what y'all did for me?" Yeah. And with tears in his eyes, he looked at me and he said, look for opportunities to do the same thing for somebody else. Yeah, man.
0: That's so cool. I had a similar experience just recently where I, I have an eight-month-old daughter. And it's like the first time I think I really appreciated my parents was after mm-hmm. I had a kid. And, and mm-hmm. I've had a couple conversations with my parents since then. It's just, you know, like I don't mm-hmm. even know how to say thank you for all the things you did for me to make right. my life great. Right. And one one thing you said, I, I got to go back to, because it stuck with me. You were talking about being a father figure and there may be people listening to this episode that are dealing with abuse or are in a bad environment right now. I'm just curious, like if you could go back and give yourself advice for those times where you were, you know, maybe in a rough environment or, or, uh, you know, I don't know if you had any internal struggle. It, it had to be hard, mm-hmm. even though even though, you know, it seems like you made a, a pretty quick decision when your grandparents offered to go live with them, Instantly. you know, you had to be, you had to have some internal conflict, right. I would imagine. Yeah. Right. But like, what would you say to somebody who might be going through something like that?
1: Man, um, that things are always, they're always going to get better. Like, like to, to stay positive And if you're in some type of situation like that, 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 you know, you're, you know, to make the choice to get out. Like if you're in that type of situation to get out, um, advice is hard to give because every situation is so, so sure. unique. Yeah. And, you know, like um, a friend of mine came up to me at the gym and I coached with him for like 30 minutes on relationships just this morning. And he he's having a rough time in his relationship. Right. And um, so he asked me, you know uh, he's like hey i need your wisdom and he began to chat with me and uh, about his relationship and he was trying to get me to agree with him that he needed to leave the relationship and i looked at him and i said well oftentimes when you show up differently things around you change that's a good quote my friend yeah and and so whatever situation somebody may be in what you tolerate is going to continue And how you show up determines what's going to keep happening around you. It's called boundaries Mm -hmm. and setting boundaries Um, and and learning to set boundaries. And now we're diving into relational, interacting, dating, and and things like that. But advice for somebody would be like draw boundaries, protect yourself, know where you start and you stop and somebody else starts and they begin the most the most abuse that ever happens is actually psychological. Mm-hmm. And so people who grow up in any type of psychological abuse, they often have hard times understanding where they start and where they stop. And they're often used to taking on other people's guilt and other people's um, problems and experiences when you're only responsible for your only experience with your experience. hmm And so this gentleman at the gym today um, was uh, talking about how his girlfriend was upset about something. And I said, man, that's her experience. You're not responsible for her experience. You're responsible for yours. And, um, and I also talked to him about how he's actually showing up for her. Mm -hmm. And I said, are you showing up when you're full manhood? When you're spending time with her, are you on your phone or are you fully present with all of your power? When you go take her on a date, are you toying? He's a real estate agent, actually. And I say, when you yeah. take her on a date, when you take her on a date, are you playing on your phone, talking to other realtors or a potential client? Or did you leave your phone in the car because you're giving her every ounce of your power, your focus, and your attention? A woman will feel that difference.
0: I absolutely love that, man. Do you think we talk enough or teach enough, our kids and, and people in society, how to date? no. Not at all. What are we missing there? Because I, I 100% agree with you. What
1: What are we missing huh. there, man? I love this. Um, I'm actually dating a, a relationship coach myself. Um, I've been We've been dating for a year and a half now. We live together. Um, sh- she's got um, two young boys, a 9 and a 10-year-old. Um, and we had baseball with the kids. And, and I'm a father figure for them. And the reason why I was attracted to her was because what did my grandfather say? Look for an opportunity to do the same for somebody else. So um, dating is um, such a huge conversation. Um, I think that where we get into trouble is not being clear about what we want. As men, not being clear, exactly clear about what we want. And that's where we end up in one relationship after another. It because we shouldn't have been in the relationships to begin with. Right. I love that. Right. <laughs> and um, I, th- I feel that f- what's true for me is that there's no such thing as a failed relationship. And that a failed relationship is only one that you stayed in longer than you should have been. Because you didn't stay true to your values and what you wanted. Um, there is this, this time when I was like 17, 18, I brought this woman home and I was talking to my grandfather and we were out in the garage. Uh, and I said, hey, grandfather, I said, grandpa, I said, I think I'm going to marry her. And he, he said, OK. He stayed really silent. He said, why? I said, well, I, I love her. And he goes, OK. He stayed kind of silent. He said, you know, just because you love her doesn't mean you need to marry her. And that just blew me <laughs> up. I'm like, wait, go, man, that's not how it works. I love you that, fall man. in love. There's one woman out there for you. And God's going to guide you to that person. And then you fall in love. You get married. It's the George Strait song, man. That's it. Just, yeah. just like a George Strait. song. you fall in love. You kiss under the tree. Then you get married. And I was like, what do you mean? I can love more than one woman. I I didn't understand it. And so um, he goes, he told me, he said, every relationship takes work. And he said, it's up to you to determine whether that relationship is worth the work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's why I say the only failed relationship is the one that you stay in too long. Yeah. Um, And relationships with other people are more about relationships with ourselves. Um,
0: I think I think that goes back to when you said about not being clear what what you want, you know, mm -hmm. because if you're not clear what you want, then I think that's when you're going to get in trouble, like you're saying with staying in a relationship too long, because you don't even know what you're looking for. And you don't know that what you got right now isn't what you're looking for, because you don't know what you're looking for. And so (sighs) you just kind of go and and it's kind of like that accidental association. You just whatever like comes, it's like, well, you know, it, it's whatever we're, we're just together. And, you know, I, no I, it's so, it blows my mind when I see relationships, you know, that go on two, three, four, eight, ten 10 years mm-hmm. and then just end. And it, it's just like, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't know. I coming from, from my uh, Christian background and, and I kind of have a unique perspective. I'm, I'm a, a guy who's, um, you know, kind of officially dated very few women and, when I finally got in a relationship, I, you know, I, I was looking for a spouse, right? That I knew very firmly what I was looking for and waiting for the right one and finding the right one is an amazing, amazing thing when, when mm-hmm. you do wait for the right one and, and do find the right one. But I, I do think also that that love you're talking about, right? Are you willing to put in the work that that love it's not a feeling. It, it's a, it's a choice to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's a choice to, to give and, and bring value to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I just love how, how you kind of said earlier, you know, it's about, are you willing to put in the work? Because, mm-hmm. it, you know, you got to be clear on what you want and, and you got to be willing to right. put in the work.
1: Right. Yeah. I love that. The accidental association part to me, what I hear when you say that man is purpose. It means that there's no purpose behind what you're doing, and um, I was with a woman for nine years, uh, from the time I was 21 um, to the time I was 31, mm. uh, pretty much. Um, and and that woman was somebody that was an amazing woman. She was mm-hmm. so powerful, um, but because I didn't know what I wanted, it didn't. I stayed in it so long, yeah. and there's some guilt about wasting her time, you know. Um, and so the story with that was, is that she was a nine to five one. She went to college. She worked in the oil and gas industry. Mm-hmm. She was raised to get it, stay at a company until for 30 years and retire. Right. I was an, I was an entrepreneur. I didn't want a nine to five. I wanted to travel the world, have a private jet, own 15 companies. I wanted to be the, the Donald Trump and, <laughs> and Grant Cardone combined. There you go. I wasn't clear Yeah, when I met her and I, and I started getting to know her, I should have known up front, Mm -hmm. this ain't going to work because I wasn't clear. And so getting clear with what you want, although it's, it's always a revolving, changing thing, man, but at least in this moment that you're in right now, know what you want. Right. And be clear. And when I left that relationship, I stayed single for two and a half years. Wow. And I had a notepad, a piece of paper that I would carry around with me. And I wrote five life goals on it. And I I carried that with me uh, everywhere. And I didn't date that whole time, two and a half years. I had women ask me to date. I wouldn't date. And I had a few one night stands that happened during that two and a half years that were accidents. And I mean, uh, I was on my purpose, but I was, you know, I was out dancing with a friend and that's, you know, a little too much scotch. And somebody looked at me with the wrong smile, but intentionally I stayed single. And each one of those moments where I stepped out of my uh, commitment to myself to stay single and had a one night stand, it didn't feel good. I wanted to take 10,000 showers the next morning. Yeah. Because it didn't feel good to me. And it was empty. There was no love in it. It was just lust. Right. Right. There was no purpose. I was off of my purpose. I was out of alignment. And so I stayed single for two and a half years. And I would write every morning. I would write on a notepad like this, my five biggest life goals that I wanted to achieve before I got into relationship, because I understood I didn't want to invite a woman into my life when I wasn't ready for her. Mm-hmm. And so there were some experiences when you're an entrepreneur, you know, I told you with majestic lighting, when I first started that I had a lot of problems with that business at first because right. I couldn't manage money, Right. you know, and that woman was with me through all of it. Right. There was times when bills weren't paid. There was times where I, there was a time where I lived with her for three months because I wasn't in, I couldn't pay my own apartment. There was, there was times when there was more money and overflow and it was amazing and it was great. But then, when entrepreneurship, when things are bad, they can get bad. And that poor woman like supported and stayed and had my back through all of it. Yeah. And I said, I will never put another woman through that. Yeah. And there were things I wanted to, she wanted, when we went to go plan our wedding, it cost the wedding. She wanted was like $20,000 and I didn't have the money for it. And I couldn't stand how that filled and her, her father, um, he didn't have the money either. And it was, I, I hated that feeling of, and I said, I said, the next relationship I have, I will build my kingdom first before I invite a woman into it.
0: I want to get to talk about building your kingdom. Cause I know you're really big on that, yeah. but when you mentioned earlier, some dealing with guilt or, you know, maybe you step out of your commitment, make a, make a mistake. I know we've all made mistakes. We're all sinful. We all fall short and, mm-hmm. You know, I've been there and I know many in our audience have been there. How do you deal with that guilt? How do you deal with that guilt and turn those bad situations into positive
1: value for, for the world? Forgiveness and forgiving yourself and reaching out to the people that uh, you feel like you may have not shown up for and making sure they know how you feel. Owning it and saying, Hey, it is what it is. I did what I did. The, the, the healing comes from, from the clarity and, and the growth, you know, you're healed from something when you think about it and there's no emotional attachment anymore. It's just a thing that you learn wisdom from. Right. And until you get past, especially if something actually bad happens to you, mm-hmm. you can't gain the wisdom from, it until you heal from, it. and a, that's forgiveness, Right. And I think it's easy for me to forgive somebody who hurt me, but to forgive myself where I didn't show up, that's hard. Right. I and love how having you compassion. Home. Yeah. Cause
0: it, you know it, it's, it's funny. I, when, when I hear that, I think of Donald Trump, you mentioned Trump earlier, uh, you know, I've never seen anybody stand there and just own stuff in a weird way, like, like Trump, but, but there's something refreshing. And and uh, again, I'm not advocating for Trump necessarily, but there's something refreshing when somebody just stands there and just owns who they are and isn't afraid yeah. to be who they are and knows it's not perfect. And, you know, they, they just own it. And, and they show, especially, you know, when in those hard situations where you hurt somebody to be able mm-hmm. to go to them and, and just own it and just let them know, like, hey, you know, I screwed up. And this isn't, this isn't who I want to be. And, and mm. I'm sorry. And I'm going to work to do better. You know, in the Christian world, we talk about repentance being, you know, a turning around, you know, I was doing this way and and I'm turning and my behavior is going to mm. change. And I'm going to head in a different direction now. Mm. And, um, you know, I just love that. Oh. I, I love talking about owning it. Cause I think so many people feel powerless. I think they, mm. you know, don't you think they feel like, Oh, these things are happening to me and I'm helpless and, and, until you actually own it, right? Isn't that when you actually can step through and and become mm. powerful in those
1: situations where
0: you may feel helpless? This.
1: I heard and I wrote down when you said that. I said owning it is being willing, and from that is personal power. Yeah, that's being where the willing. Is. Being willing. Being willing. Yeah, owning it is being willing, and if you're not willing, then you're not going to own it it was funny, you know, the, the dating, uh, my girlfriend now, uh, Desiree Cruz, uh, she's been a relationship coach for about six years. (laughs) And so when I started getting into relationship with her, all this stuff started coming up and the, the owning it. And I just kept telling her, I'm like, look, I'm sorry, but I'm willing, like, I'm here. I'm willing like, I'm willing. <laughs> and that, that became my tagline. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm willing, I'm willing. Um, and there are so many moments where she's like, you can't see yourself. Yeah. You, you can't see yourself. You can't see how you're showing up. And then every time I'm like, I'm willing. All right. And I dive in and I dive in. I see more of myself and um, how I'm showing up so that I can show up better and better. Um, the whole building your kingdom part, man, is really owning. It. It's like saying, hey, this is the life that I want to provide these are the things that I want to provide for a woman and child and family. And I'm going to be responsible and stay single and stay celibate until I have those things. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, I love the part in the Bible where he says, God won't give you more than uh, you can handle, but we try to take on more than we can handle all the time. And it destroys us Uh a relationship that you're, that is not going to help you reach your purpose. Um, that you jump into too soon because relationships takes time, money, resource, focus, and attention and energy. When you're in a, a relationship as an entrepreneur and you're trying to over here, you're trying to build your kingdom. You're trying to build your businesses. You're trying to move from surviving to thriving. and You're trying to build multiple income streams and you're trying to build viable, indestructible wealth. And you're over here doing that because that's your purpose. But then you're in a relationship here and that relationship isn't condoning that because the relationship is taking time, money, resource from you. And if y'all aren't in collaboration together, seeing the same future mm-hmm. and working towards the same future together, it's actually going to slow it down. So my, my method was stay single, stay celibate, focus on my purpose, work 20, like stay balanced. But without a relationship, I could work 24 hours a day. Right. Whether it was mentally, yeah. not physical work, but 90% of what I do is actually affirmations and visualizing what it is that I want my businesses to turn into. That's actually where the work's at. Mm-hmm. But if I'm frustrated because I'm having problems in a relationship, I'm not in the emotional, mental space of seeing, feeling, and visualizing my businesses being as successful as I want them to be. So there's power that's lost.
0: Because another, I'm over
1: here. Yeah, go got,
0: ahead. I uh, got another mentor, Joshua, that he talks about avoiding distractions, and mm. he he talks about it in the context of what you're describing. And in, in that, you know, if you are, if you have a purpose like you're describing, and you're on a mission to really accomplish something and set yourself up to, to really have something to offer someone else, you know, you're not yes. you're not looking for a woman. I'm speaking as a man. You're not looking for a woman who completes you. You're looking for a woman who complements who you already are and the kingdom you've already built. And until you have that mindset, you know, you're really going to probably disappoint or or maybe even have challenges in your relationship because Mm. you you really don't have anything to offer Mm -hmm. the other person. And Mm -hmm. I just love, he talks about avoiding those distractions, right? Whether it's a house, you know, a house is just, a huge distraction for somebody who's spending all their time working, trying to build something. So maybe you want to rent, Mm -hmm. um, you know, relationships can be a huge distraction. Kids for Mm -hmm. sure. Huge distraction. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I I love, absolutely love what you just said there about being purposeful and really making sure you're avoiding those distractions. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. What Um, uh,
1: it is. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was just gonna ask you because you, you've mentioned it a couple of times, building your kingdom. And mm-hmm. I know you have multi-gen mindset.com. And mm-hmm. I want to hear your perspective on multi-gen mindset. What is multi-gen mindset? And it came
1: from my grandfather. So all of my businesses besides majestic um, lighting design are called majest are called multi-gen, all of them. And uh, the only reason Ma- Majestic is called Majestic and not some version of multigen is because it didn't make sense, but I didn't know my purpose then. When I started Majestic Lighting, I was highly passionate about lighting. I loved bringing light to people's lives. I used to answer the phone and be like, uh, how can I light up your life? <laughs> like, <laughs> And, and it's just, it's a beautiful business in itself, but I didn't know my purpose yet. Right. And, and so multigen mindset, What that is, is understanding that you're here for 60 to 80 years, maybe longer, hopefully, productive-wise, 60 to 80 years, right? Um, And that time is going to come and go. And what you do here should be to set up future generations for better experiences. For me, my grandparents were able financially to provide for me When I would be a second, third generation for them there. And then they were able to take care of multiple generations. And so I feel like all of us need to stay focused on seeing their life as a seed that's being sown into the ground Mm -hmm. and becoming that oak tree that we're supposed to be where we reach out in the businesses, the finance, the books, the impact that we have all on our own gifts, you know, your podcast, mm-hmm. these recordings will be around for hundreds of years. Once it goes into the cloud, it's gone, right? Like it's is amazing, there forever. Amazing there perspective
0: forever? on legacy. Yeah.
1: It's right? yeah, hu- actually a
0: huge part of the purpose behind why I did this. Cause I was thinking the other day about my grandpa, I was actually in church and every time I hear certain hymns when we when I'm in church, it reminds me of my grandpa. who's a very faithful man. He was always mm. singing. He was in choir at university of Tennessee and mm. um, his dad was a pastor. So he was a pastor's kid and that, you know, that's really all I know. I know, I know my grandpa and my great grandpa. And then I really have no clue what, what came before that. Right. And mm. um, you know, the proverb says a wise man leaves a legacy to his children's children right children, children children right yeah right and um so another when i was ver- thinking about that version. i'm like man how cool would it be if i could watch my great 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 grandpa having conversations with guys like joshua crampton and all his buddies yeah. and all these cool people doing cool things that are leaving legacies too and just hear his mindset and just soak it up right like mm-hmm. i mean, it'd be it'd be like listening to a video of uh you know, somebody like, uh, you know, one of the George Washingtons or Abraham Lincolns or whatever, right? Like, like, imagine if you had videos of them doing the, you know, Lincoln doing the Gettysburg Address, you actually had a video of it, right?
1: Like, how cool would that be? You, you have no idea the impact that, 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 with, that, that you'll leave until after you die. They say the president, you don't see the full results of what they did until years after they leave office. I have a book here by a guy named Wallace Waddles. Um, that talks about, um, you know, the science of being well, the science of getting rich, The a new Christ, Jesus, the man in his work. None of this guy wasn't famous till after he died. Mm-hmm. He never really made a dollar off any of his books until after he died. Right. Some of my biggest right. mentors, Think and Grow Rich, Neapolian Hill, 30s, 1930s. Right. It's 2021, man. Look how old this book is. Yeah, That's a legacy. Right. And I'm not this, I wasn't the first owner of this book. I bought this from a used bookstore. It was already torn up like this. These are all mine, but that's legacy, Uh the impact, you know? And like, I just imagine, what if 250 years from now, some kid on Mars, you know, why not? Why not go (laughs) Some Martian, right? They'll actually be Martians. (laughs) Yeah. 250 years from now. (laughs) Uh, on the future of whatever YouTube is going to be, right? Finds your podcast and listens to one of your podcasts and his life has changed like that because of the inspiration from that, it. right? It's not about the money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not just about that. Um, money powers your mission. You, you, if you're going to have a life mission, you have to have money that. to support it. You have to have a business with infrastructure, you have to have money to provide for the mission
0: and i I set up
1: all of my businesses with missions within themselves but the biggest mission is to just impact people man Mm -hmm. like whether it's health in all my values health fitness and wealth um health wealth happiness and love so um multi-gen wellness is uh as as a wellness clinic that we have that's online it's because Mm -hmm. my one of my biggest values is is healthcare, is being healthy um and, uh, I had been diagnosed with low testosterone and I didn't even know it until I was 29 years old. And, and so that fueled me launching that because I, I realized that almost 60% of humans have a hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. And so it's a value of mine. So I turned it into a passion and turned it into an income,
0: um, and tell uh, that, tell that story about that business. We were chatting a little
1: bit the, before the, the episode and I love, I absolutely love the story of how that business came the, to be. Okay. Can you share it? That one's kind of crazy. Yeah, I'll share it. So um, we live, I live out here in San Antonio currently, and there's only a few of these testosterone clinics that are out here. So there is a void in the market out here. Um, anyways, I was going to this clinic and um, getting the weekly shots for testosterone support and the business was actually not providing full um, integral healthcare. They weren't operating with integrity. And so they were giving lower dosages than actually should have been given um, which stretches out the treatment so that they actually make more profit. And so whenever I found this out and I was still having the healthcare problems, my body wasn't healing. My muscles weren't healing. I was still having sleep problems Um, The You know, lethargy, not having all the energy you should have. Those are all the symptoms. And so um, basically I went after him mm-hmm. and um, in the lawsuit, um, when I, when I went to go meet their lawyer that represented them, he asked me what we were going to do with the funds. And um, it was a crazy question because I didn't ask for more than what I paid. I didn't win a lot of money. It was actually settled. And throughout the seven, eight months that I went to that clinic, I paid about $2,000 in services. And so the lawyer calls me and he goes, okay, what do you want? Because they were going to whatever they, they wanted. they Their biggest thing was for me not to tell what they did using their brand name. So because of what I signed, I can't tell you their brand name. I can tell you what happened. Yeah, man. But I can't. So anyways, so their lawyer asked, what are you going to do with the money? I'm like, I'm going to open up a competing business of competing practice that actually helps people that actually provides real treatment. And two months after that, that lawyer left that practice and became my partner. Wow. Yeah. That's an amazing story.
0: Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. You, you also said before, before the show, and I love this quote and we've, we've hit on it like 10 times throughout about, you know, taking those things in your life which may seem like a negative at the time and and really turning them into a way to bring value to people. But you said, leverage what happens to you. Mm -hmm. And I I absolutely love the way you worded that. And, and I think that's like such a great example of getting, you know, you getting treatment, getting taken advantage of and really leveraging that to create something where now you're bringing value to who knows how many men or, Mm -hmm. or individuals who, Mm -hmm. um, who
1: may be dealing with that same sort of thing. That's And I'll never, it, it goes, these things of sowing seeds and sowing seeds and sowing seeds for future generations. It's a never ending thing. I will never take $1 from that business. That business, my CFO knows the business plan is that all the funds from that business get invested in real estate. That real estate, when it makes money, that's to buy more real estate. And that's to leave to my hairs. So like, yeah, leveraging one thing. Coming up with a financial strategy for yourself, building a 50-year plan, building your kingdom before you invite a woman into it. These are all the things that I just love talking about and leveraging what happens to you. um, It can also go into the subtlety of your everyday life. Um, A friend of mine called me recently and she was having problems at her job. So there are some things happening at her job that she did not like. And I was like, I tripped her out because I'm like, well, that's awesome. And she's like, wait, I'm supposed to be angry, mad, and depressed right now. And I'm like, nope, you ain't being that way with me. I said, that's contrast and clarity. She She was, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, that means you're not supposed to be there no more. If you have bad feelings, the bad feelings are supposed to point you in the right direction. That's your compass. The bad feelings, the bad experiences are telling you and pointing you where to go. Mm -hmm. If you're in a relationship and you're not having good feelings, either you're not showing up correctly and it's your fault and you need to own it and start showing up for that woman, go get coaching, go get a relationship coach, dig in, find out your childhood patterns and your control mechanisms that you use to manipulate in relationships subconsciously, became become a better partner so that she can show up differently for you, or leave the relationship because it's not right, whichever one. Okay. So if you're having bad feelings. Those are giving you direction. So we got to be thankful for the negative because without it, we can't see the positive. Right.
0: Oh man. That's a bomb. That's a knowledge bomb, a wisdom bomb for anybody listening, man. And um, this has been so much fun, Joshua. We're going to have to talk again, man. I know we're running up on time and I just want to ask you a question that I'd love to ask people who come on the show. I know you're legacy minded, so I think you're going to like it. Okay. If you're talking to those people who are going to see this 250 years from now, you can only share maybe two or three nuggets with them. What would you want to leave them with? And I know it's a hard question. Hmm.
1: That the only thing, three things would be live in the now because all you have is this moment. Oftentimes we'll live in the past or the future and not fully appreciate what's here. So three nuggets would be live in the now, love everyone you can find to love, and keep working to embody love And to think about their impact and what their life is going to mean when they're gone. It's good perspective, man.
0: Good perspective. I love to love everyone you can find to love. Love is one of those, yeah. those funny things. It's actually one of the core values of GLE. Faith, love, integrity, and courage. And it's it's one of those things that I think every true leader has is, is the ability to, to love. And, and what I mean by that is to sacrifice, to give. And, and when you're thinking about your impact and you're thinking about those generations to come and what you can give, what you can sacrifice to make their lives better than yours was, you know, better for the people that they're going to be able to impact, maybe help, help frame their mindset so they can mm-hmm. do, amazing things that that's powerful man and you're thinking about uh-huh. it you're, you're doing amazing things to create that i know you've got a couple books in the works tell, tell about those and let the audience know where they can find you right. or about what you're doing man
1: um multi-gen mindset.com is my passion my source where for the rest of my life through that business Uh, multigen mindsets on facebook it's also multigenmindset.com that's for the rest of my life where i'm going to sew in programs books ebooks free ebooks content videos on how to embody this mindset that i speak of and wealth creation tools Um, right now there's two books um, that will be finished shortly and if you sign up on the newsletter then you'll get notified or add on on Facebook or follow Multigen Mindset on Facebook. You'll be notified. The first one's called start where you are, be be great where you're at. At any moment in time, all we truly have resource wise is what we can find around us now. Most people don't start a business because they think that they need something they don't have. Well, I need money and if I can get money, I would start a business. Or if I had more time, I would start that business. And they come up with a reason why they can't do anything. Well, if there's something that you're meant to do and there's a desire in your body and in your heart to do it, promise you, you have what you need around you right now. You're not lacking anything. So it's starting where you're at and being great and mastering exactly where you are. I don't care if you're working for $12 an hour, mopping floors at a gym. Okay. The guy who owns Lifetime Fitness started at a gym, working at a gym at night in college, mopping the floors. He ended up buying the gym because they were going out of business, building it into lifetime fitness. So be great where you are. That book goes over story and experience and story over and over again of my life from the time that I was like 14 or 15 years old until until today. And it talks about spiritual laws Like the law of becoming great means that if you become great, there's nothing that can stop you, right? Mopping floors the best way that you possibly can with integrity. And then means that you're going to mop the little section over there that nobody sees, even though nobody sees it because of your integrity. So start where you are, be great where you're at. That book is a story of my life over the tons of these stories. The second book is called The Truth and the Laws. Um, right now it's got about over 50 different laws in it. And basically it's every rule and law that I could find throughout my entire life of study thrown together in like an index. And these two books will be available, um, within the next couple of months, they can go to multigenmindset.com or find us on Facebook follow. You'll get notified. There's a seven day, um, it's a free, it's a seven day mindset course that you can take where every single day you'll get an email and a video that's going to be free and multigen wellness is online hormone um, uh, treatment for men and women we also have proteins we'll have protein supplements cbd products on there as well but everything health and fitness um, through multigenwellness.com you can also find that on facebook I love it, Joshua.
0: This has been a blast, man. We're going to have to get together again and talk real estate and wealth creation and really dig into that piece because I'm really just learning about that myself and um, would love to pick your brain about that, man. I'm going to definitely check that out.
1: Absolutely. I have this book right here, Four Stages of Building Wealth that I would love to share and talk about. But yeah, we didn't even get to get into that part. But there's three three stages of wealth, um, earning it, saving it, multiplying it, you yeah. can't do all three of those, you're
0: never going to create wealth. Love it, Joshua. Love it. And I love your book title, man. We, I, I say, and, and uh, a phrase that I've heard before is you're right where you need to be to get where you need to go. And I love, you know, go lead. Everything is about really being the leader today in whatever situation you're in. And it may be, hey, I'm sitting in a meeting and you're thinking to yourself, man, someone should say something right now. Some, someone needs mm. to step up and say something. And if you sit there quietly, you're, you're denying that internal call to take the lead and, and really help mm. bring value to a situation around you. And it, and it could be the smallest thing, you know, it could right. be just, just showing somebody some love in your circle. But I love, yeah. start where you are at, be great where you are. So many mm. people are, they're waiting to become something like, oh, you know, someday I'll be that. It's like, no, you, you need to be the person today who you want to be tomorrow. And then I you'll become that. that person.
1: Oh man, I love that. Yeah. It's awesome. That, that is awesome. in becoming. Yeah, <laughs> and on that, that, is Moose, the, that... Is, Moose
0: is getting on the podcast. He Moose agrees, is my camera man. dog. He, he gets distracted. A little he agrees bit sometimes with you, man. He, he loves uh, that speaks one. up. But That's hey fun. man, it's been fun. Great Thanks having you on the here, show, man. Joshua. Absolutely. Make sure you go, you go check out his website, multigenmindset.com, multigen wellness.com. And uh, be looking out for those books, man. Great chatting with you, Joshua. Until next time, my friend. It's been an honor. Thank you. If you think someone would benefit from hearing this episode or any of this content, please share it and send them over to goleadeverything.com to learn more. It has been amazing to hear about all the individuals who listen to and are getting value from the content here at GLE. Thank you for your support. You are the reason we do what we do. See you next time at Go Lead Everything.